Welcome to Q&A, a deeper dive with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. Hey, I'm Mark Presley, and it's it's been a few weeks, but welcome back to A Deeper Dive. This week, we have a special uh, treat. We've been trying to line up. Uh, let me back up. We're in a current series uh, celebrating 150 years here at First McKinney, and we're calling it Generation to Generation. And Sam and I talked during this series what we, we do about the questions, and, and want you to know you can still send in any questions. He'll try to answer those uh, coming up in a few weeks, but you go to question to 96123. But we thought this would be a great time to get some of our other staff members, let you meet them, and kind of go deeper into some of the issues they deal with, some of the questions they get. And so the special treat this week is I have Randy Moreland. And I'm not sure of the official title, but I know he's pastoral care, senior adults. Randy, what what is your official title? Do you even know? Um, that's it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I came uh, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, as the um, senior adult minister and the pastoral care pastor. The, uh, as the church has grown, my uh, role as pastoral care pastor actually uh, probably is about 80% of my time, um, keeping up with all those responsibilities and checking on our people. And I know if you've been in the hospital, uh, hopefully you've had the pleasure. He Spending time with him, I know that is truly his heart. He's cared for my family through some death and also just hospital visits and just caring as we raise kids, you know, and, and checking on me. He's a dear friend here on staff, and I've met very few staff people who don't think he's the, their best friend or he's whatever. He's the best friend to everybody here. He's a great listening ear, I, and I would tell you if you're here at first, catch him in the hallway, talk to him. Well, one of the issues as I talk to Randy, and, and I will tell you we're trying to get Charlotte on here Grant, Rob, deal with some issues in in their ministries that they deal with. But Randy, I talked to, and he teaches a class on Wednesday nights. Now, it's not every year you kind of rotate. It's every other year. Is that what? Every couple of years, yes, we try to offer the class, yes. Uh-huh. And it's called um, How to Care for Your Aging Parents. Right. Uh-huh. So perhaps you're at the age where <laughs> uh, I think the joke is that they parent you, and then at some part point you start parenting them. Is that how it works? Absolutely. Well, it's it's the life cycle, you know, we're taken care of and then uh, by our parents. And then when we get to a certain age, uh, we take care of our parents. And when I came 20 years ago, I'd been here just a um, very short time, maybe a year or so. And we actually had one of our seniors pass away uh, unexpectedly uh, in his early 60s. And, uh, and talking to the family, I found out he had no will. And that, I thought, oh my goodness, uh, there needs to be something done about that and some information given. And so um, probably 18 years ago, um, we had our first class, Caring for Your Aging Parents and Loved Ones, and uh, went through all these uh, topics that we discussed uh, through that time and continue to uh, discuss today, um, uh, where to move your loved one, legal issues, financial issues, uh, end-of-life issues. One that's very important is getting your affairs in order, uh, the requested measures of care, where to spend the last days. Uh, a very tender time is when it's time to say goodbye and let go. And we talk about the caregiver's grief and uh, what our role is here at uh, First McKinney. And uh, 
I don't know when you'll do the class next, but I would say uh, the goal of this is kind of give someone some help, some tips, some advice that if you're not dealing with it now, you possibly will be dealing with it in the future. I know I'm in the life stage. I've got young kids and, and my mom is still very young at heart. Uh, she lives by herself and and we actually just got her a car the other day. So she's still driving and, and actually a very good driver and all those kind of things. But someone probably entering that stage, they're starting to ask the questions. I know I was talking to someone else on staff today, kind of when, when do you make that move? When do you become the parent? And probably it happens like parenting kids. It happens before you realize it. So someone's driving in their car listening right now. And how would you encourage them to, uh, just how would you encourage them? Well, uh, the first word would be, uh, those that are either caring for a loved one or a parent now, or, it will be happening uh, <clears throat> soon, is that uh, you're not alone. Uh, nearly 80 million uh, people provide some kind of care and assistance for those uh, that are 50 and above and loved ones. You take drink. You take drink. Uh, Randy's not used to all these fancy podcasts. We're, <laughs> there we go. We're kind of teaching them as we go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, 80 um, million people. Yes, uh, 80 million plus are caring for someone, uh, during these days. And so, um, um, you're not alone. I would encourage you to reach out and get help. If you can get in a, uh, a caregiver group, uh, that encourages each other, uh, because it's a very special group that, um, needs encouragement. Uh, caregiving is, is a gift of love, but it can be very stressful also, uh, as we watch our loved ones and parents age and go through those different uh, seasons and times of life. And I know uh, every Tuesday, kind of to let you behind the scenes, Randy leads us through staff prayer, and we go. He he and Marianne prepared this long list of people we know in the hospital. Uh, which, if you are in the hospital or know someone, we would love to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And you can let Marianne know uh, she's Randy's assistant and has been here. I don't know, forty years, I think, on staff well, here. She was uh, on staff here for. Uh, 37 or 38 years full-time, uh, retired, and we brought her out of retirement. <laughs> wow. And she has been helping me uh, for the past eight years as our um, admin in our pastoral care ministry. Yes, we put the uh, we update the prayer list twice a week, uh, probably between 80 and 100 names on it, uh, people that are in the hospital, people that have pending surgery, uh, people that... Um, our long-term. We also put our missionaries on there. Um, those, um, that have lost a loved one in what we kind of call our little heaven section. And so, um, and then we have a, a wonderful group of ladies in the church here called our pen and ink group. And they meet every Thursday. They're meeting today and, uh, they write notes about a dozen ladies and they write notes to, uh, everybody that's on that prayer list. And there's not a person I talk to or go see in the hospital that doesn't say, oh, tell those folks how much I appreciate their note of uh, encouragement and care. It is, especially in the season of email and text Mm -hmm. and all that, it's nice to get that personal note. But um, what I love about the prayer list is you do, when you know, you list caregivers on there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about and praying for the caregivers mm-hmm. and all that. Well, to jump right in, this is called Deeper Dive, so let's dive a little deeper. Um, 
I know I asked you ahead of time, but tell me some advice, some very practical advice for someone that is in the the start of caring for their aging parents, or maybe they're a little deeper in, but do you have some advice for them? Well, one of the things that um, that I've gone through this personal with my parents before they passed away and through my wife's parents before they passed away, so the Lord kind of prepared us for what we were going to be doing as a ministry uh, through our personal life uh, with our family. Um, the thing to, when you first uh, start noticing, one thing to always look for is that when your parents or your loved ones are living by themselves, and one specific thing to look for is uh, memory issues. And, and the first thing that most people, I encourage people to look for and that I look for was um, medicine, the, the meds that our uh, loved ones and parents take. And when they forget to start taking those or taking them on time or take them at the wrong time, that is, a, that is the first sign that uh, there's some memory issues and that they're going to need some care. Uh, either have in-home care come or uh, if the parent lives in the in close to the uh, child, they can go do that. And a lot of parents, their children do come help them. But uh, that is <clears throat> one of the first things um, that you can look for because, of course, the sad thing about it is when, when they start taking all their meds out of order, then their body gets out of balance. They have to go to the hospital oftentimes, and it, and it can take weeks to get all that back in order. So that's one of the first things to start looking for. Um, and I know you mentioned earlier the first time you kind of saw the need was with a will. So talk me through a little bit about right. getting your will in place and all that. Well, it's very important um, that um, children know where uh, their parents' legal papers are. Um I would I and when we take the when we teach the class we encourage all of the children and the loved ones that come to the class <clears throat> is that um, there needs to be an executor. It's very important that there needs to be an executor uh, for their will or their trust, whichever one they have. Now I encourage everyone to call a lawyer, a family lawyer, to see whether they need a will or a trust. But certainly they need a will. And uh, <clears throat> uh, I encourage uh, the children. Uh, we have three children. One of, one of our children is our executor. Uh, that child's name is on all of our checking accounts. It's on all our retirement accounts. And, and so that if anything, uh, when it happens, or if something happened to Linda and I, and we, we were both gone in a day together, your children can get into uh, your accounts and, and take care of the financial needs that they have then. Wow. Now, very important question. Am I in your will? I just want to know that. Well, <laughs> uh, you're in my God will, yes. We're okay. all going to be okay. in heaven together. <laughs> if you have one of those little gnomes in front of your house, that's what I would <laughs> yeah, like yeah, for okay. some reason. There we you are. can just give that to me. Um uh, all joking aside, you you mentioned having a will executor, and then I know uh, Andrew right now is helping us record all this. He and I have sat through many a funeral with you here at the church. Um, it seems like very sad during COVID; those those rose up a lot. Um, talk a little bit about the the backside of this. Well, 
that's part of uh, what I do as pastoral care. I um, probably do 95% plus uh, of the funerals here at the church. Um, <clears throat> what we have found is um, the longer you are somewhere, we've been here 20 plus years, uh, you get to know your people and they, they become more than, <clears throat> than just church members, they're friends. And so uh, when uh, a loved one or a church member passes away, most of the time I'm asked to do their funeral because I know them. And, and so that's, that's what has happened there. Uh, through the years, it, it, the funerals come and go. Uh, we've, we've had times when I didn't have a funeral in, in two or three months, and we've had a, a, a series of funerals um, since January where we had one or two or three funerals a week for uh, several months. And so we're just here uh, to help our people when uh, that time comes for their loved one when they pass away and to walk with them through that time of grief, to uh, plan the service, to put that together, and, uh, and then be with them afterwards too and give them comfort and try to get them in a group of people that have gone through that same experience. I, I, I think you also mentioned that it helps um, to kind of have those final arrangements. And this is honest, honestly a hard subject to talk about, but have those final arrangements. I know you helped me through, uh, my father passed away and it was a sudden thing and, and we didn't have those. And so it, you've got five kids and a mother, you're figuring out all of that and, and kind of it helps to have those final arrangements made. <clears throat> I tell our people in the class, one of the greatest gifts that a parent can give their children is to have all of their final arrangements made, if at all possible, because uh, at the time of passing, at the time of death, there's so many other issues, just the grief and the pain of going through, you know, losing a loved one. No matter how old our parents are or no matter how old the children are, we're never totally prepared for that final farewell. And so, uh, especially if it's an unexpected or unplanned death. But the greatest gift um, that a parent can give their children is to have all of their final arrangements made. Uh, we have sit down with our children. Uh, when, I, when I pass away, uh, if my wife is still living, then they know everything to do. And, and, and it's important not only— They know to give me the gnome, right? Yeah, yes, okay. yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll pick it up and deliver it. Um, but it's, it's so important um, that the children not only have access to this, but know where it is, know where it is. I mean, we have all of our things in a, in a folder, and I've gone through it with our children, and they, they know who to call, they know what to do, all the financial needs— um, the funeral home, j just a little word of what is more, the word it probably shouldn't be popular, but more and more people today when they pass away, they're being cremated um, because the cost of a funeral is so high. And I get a question. What does a funeral cost? Well, if you have, if you go to a funeral home and, and, and buy a casket and have to get a, uh, a burial plot, you're looking at fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, and so there are some wonderful. Now it depends on what you want to do. I have people ask me often, Brother Randy, is it all right to be cremated? Well, yes. There's nothing in the Bible that says uh, 
you shouldn't be cremated. Th think of through all the hundreds of years of all the people that have lost, been lost at sea or, or died out on the prairie. <laughs> you know, it, what we say cremation is, is just, uh, it's a speeding up the process <laughs> is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> and, and it's much, it's less expensive too, you know, and also the advantage of cremation is you're not in a hurry to have a service. Uh, you can take your time. A lot of people, you can go to a columbarium and put the cremains in a columbarium uh, to place them in at a funeral uh, at a cemetery or at the National Cemetery if, if they are a veteran. Uh, you can keep them at home. A lot of our people have taken the cremains of their loved ones and scattered them somewhere, taken them to the ocean, uh, taken them to the mountains where they their parents love to be. So, um, But it's just... That's the that's one of the greatest gifts, and if you if you make those decisions, make them with your children and let them know everything. Have it all written out. Have it all written out for them. Well, uh, we're about time up on this. You've been very helpful. Hopefully, uh, the people out there. I will say, the more I looked into this, as I knew we were talking about it, um, and you used the word when we were talking about funerals, final arrangements, you said you're never prepared. And the truth is you're never prepared to parent, whether it be younger kids right. or your parents, right. you're never prepared. Yeah. And every situation is different, but I know you love to help people along the way. And I know you're, we were going to call this whole podcast rolling with Randy and we were going to do it from <laughs> your golf cart. If you don't know, Randy drives a golf cart around on Sunday mornings <clears throat> in the hallways to help some of our young at heart people, mm -hmm. our older mm -hmm. people get around because uh, our <clears throat> campus can be kind of uh, it's been, we're celebrating 150 years. It's been built several different buildings <laughs> yes, and yes. to get the hallways, right. but so rolling with Randy, but thank you for your time. Well, I appreciate it. Um, let me just close by saying this, you know, we just teach the class every couple of years, but I have people call me weekly. Uh, brother Randy, can I come in and talk? Um, we need to talk about some things about caregiving, about where to put my loved one. Here in the McKinney area, we have some wonderful facilities uh, for um, assisted living, memory care, independent living. But if anyone uh, wants to call the church uh, and just ask for Randy Moreland, uh, leave a message and I'll get back with you and I'll be glad to talk to you on the phone uh, or we can come in and meet in person about any of the things that we discussed during the class. But I, I do that almost weekly uh, through the year also. So feel free if you're a church member or not a church member and you need some, just some guidance or someone to talk to, please call me. That's what we're here for. And Randy is a treasure of this church. So be sure to do that. Now, I don't, uh, if you stuck through it with us this whole time, I just want to tell you where we're going from here. Uh, like I said, we hope to have in the chair sitting across from me, Sharla, uh, to kind of talk about preschool, some other issues raising kids in this generation. And then we're going to try to get Grant also and Rob. And then in a few weeks, we'll be back into Romans. And again, you can always send us in questions, questions to 96123. If you want to keep up with us on the 150-year celebration and all the sermons, uh, we're bringing in several people. Chris Stahl, a former executive pastor, Jeff Warren, a former pastor, and then Leroy Armstrong, a former teaching pastor. You can go to firstmckinney.com slash on-demand to watch those on-demand or just slash watch live to watch them live and join us. But thank you again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to the next episode.
Thank you for joining us this week on Q&A at Deeper Dive. We hope you'll like, subscribe, and share this podcast along with others. You can submit your questions by texting question to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for joining us.